0: Finnovate showcases cutting edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Seth Ross, GM of Dayforce Wallet and Consumer Services at Ceridian. Seth, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks, Greg. Great great to be with you today.
0: Excellent. So to kick things off, can you give us just a quick background on yourself and sort of how you came into the role that you're at at
1: Ceridian? Absolutely. So uh, I am General Manager of Dayforce Wallet and Consumer Services at Ceridian. Um, Not everyone may be familiar with Ceridian, but we are a global people platform. Uh, That means we provide software to companies to help them run payroll benefits, workforce management, and talent acquisition. Um, and our core promise is to make work life better. Um, fundamentally, you know, our, our mission is that we believe that when we empower people, uh, we make companies more successful. Uh, I've been at Ceridian for about a year and a half. Uh, before that, I made a career out of creating embedded financial services products for other companies uh, to help them deliver customized experiences to their customers and workers.
0: Excellent. So obviously, a very interesting background, a lot we could touch on. What I really wanted to explore today is around on-demand pay. I think most people in the fintech ecosystem will be at least familiar with that idea. But I I know it's an area that you focus on. Can you give us a quick overview of sort of how you define on-demand pay, what that really means?
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple. It's really just about empowering people to access the money that they've already earned whenever they need it. Uh, I mean, fundamentally, why should I, as a worker, provide an interest-free loan to my employer for two weeks while I wait for payday? Uh, On-demand pay essentially allows a worker to work a day and get paid immediately for the work they've done.
0: Can you talk a little bit about some of the barriers that have prevented on-demand pay from being possible? Because, I mean, when you say it like that, it seems like it's something which should have been invented a while ago. So why hasn't it been possible until recently?
1: I mean, if you go back, like... Hundreds of years people used to get paid every day uh for, for the work that they did. You know, you'd go out to the field and you'd come back and you'd and you'd get your pay and you'd go home. Uh yeah, you know, it, it really goes back to um you know the early days of when uh the co- governments implemented payroll taxes for employers to, to implement, and those were complicated and there was a lot of work to do around it. And so companies had to Create a batch process, and that's why we now have every two weeks to every four weeks in some places. Some places once a month, um, where you know companies calculate it and, uh, it and and then you know remit their payment on that on that basis. And it was really driven by legacy software. You know, you used to have these giant mainframe computers that had to crunch through tons of data to calculate everybody's taxes and benefit deductions and now the software and the capabilities are there to to do that in real time and that's how that's how we do it that's kind of the unique thing about Ceridian.
0: No, I think that sounds really interesting especially when you think back to you know how it used to be before we kind of muddied it all up with you know additional interventions and computers potentially um you know easing some part of the process maybe not all of it um yeah. but let me just kind of take a step back and play devil's advocate here for a moment because you know when you say you can get paid you know at the end of the day versus every two weeks why is that a really big deal? You know, how much of an impact can that actually make?
1: Well, respectfully, I think it's kind of a huge deal. Uh, you know, there was a study last year, uh, E&Y estimated that about a trillion dollars is essentially uh, locked in in employer payroll funds waiting to be dispersed to people who've already earned those funds. That's a huge number that it's like, it's hard to actually wrap your head around it. Um, so for me, I, I like to kind of measure the impact in the individual stories that we hear from our users, how people are able to just tap a button at the end of their shift and go out and buy a pair of new shoes for their kid for their basketball game and, and be a hero when they walk in the door from work that day. Um, you know, I, I just heard another story about uh, a, uh, an individual who was applying for a mortgage and they needed to have a certain amount of cash in their bank account for reserve. I don't know if you've applied for a mortgage recently, but you know, it's a common thing, you have to have a certain amount of cash in. And so this person was able to take advantage of on-demand pay to pull some funds forward so they could qualify for a better rate on their mortgage and then got themselves a, a much better rate over the life of that, um, of, of that loan, resulting in thousands of dollars of savings. Um, so, you know, th- there's just, there's so many different ways that having access to your funds can make your life better. better and it's really about putting control back into the hands of, of individuals to make those financial decisions.
0: No, I really love that. I love the way you explain it. Because I think sometimes people who work in the fintech industry, you know, we're sort of removed from some of the problems that people face. And you think, well, if I needed to buy a pair of shoes for my kid, I could just do that. I could put it on a credit card and then the you know pay it off with zero interest if I paid off my balance in full at the end of the month. That is not the financial reality for everybody, and it's important to remember that there are people out there for whom you know a difference of a couple of days absolutely can be massive. And, and the knock-on effect from having a shortfall even for a couple of days can be substantial in terms of the penalties and interest that you can end up paying. I want to just quickly clarify something, because you had a, a big number in there. You said about $1 trillion is locked up. And just to be really clear, is anybody benefiting from that money right now?
1: Yeah. Uh, the... Today, the employers are benefiting from that money. That's, I mean, that's essentially an interest-free loan from the worker to the employer.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really huge piece to understand too, that right now these are large companies who are really benefiting the most from it at the expense of some of their employees. So, Help me understand the lasting impact here, because I, I think there could be a concern that you know this is something that could be very useful at first, but after that first transition period where you start to get paid earlier, then you essentially end up you know on the same treadmill in the same position as before, you know struggling to hold on until your wages come in. Help me understand kind of how this can be a bigger deal, a more lasting deal than um, that that kind of quick transitional moment.
1: Yeah, you know, Greg, it's a great question. It's one we get often, and what i would just say first is you know fundamentally on demand pay is not a replacement for learning and and developing good financial habits like budgeting saving watching what you spend but that said it's a really important tool in the toolkit for a large and growing number of people and the fact is you know as you said you know not everyone will just go and you know put something on their credit card and pay it off every month in fact that's not even most of our country you know, the fact is, expenses just don't always line up with payday. And if people are in a pinch, what are they going to do to access funds? If they're lucky, they'll use their credit card and they'll have 25% interest payment on it. If they're not so lucky, where are they going? They're going to payday lenders and they're going to pay 300% interest. You know, having access to on demand pay. Especially without a fee to the user, which is what what we do, the way we do it with Force Wallet, it's it's simply the most cost effective way to meet an unexpected need um, when you know when when it comes up. I mean, unless you've got like a rich uncle that you can go and <laughs> and borrow money from, right? Yeah, we all want
0: money. that rich uncle.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, taking taking these funds from what you've already earned is just a much healthier way to meet those needs.
0: Absolutely. And I think one of the pieces here too, for people who are in the FinTech space who are looking at you know, this broader problem of how do we help people just you know, in broad strokes better their financial futures there is no magic bullet it's a combination of pieces it's about financial literacy education it's about budgeting but this could be a really crucial piece to get people access to their own money faster in a way that doesn't cost them anything to get access to it in a way that they can have it in real time and you touched on something a little bit a little bit ago that I want to come back to because there's kind of a credit worthiness aspect to this as well. You mentioned it in the context of mortgage lending, that you have to have a certain amount of balance in your checking account to be considered for a mortgage. But can you talk about some of the other knock-on effects that come from you know, a credit decisioning standpoint, a loan origination standpoint, where you know, people who are able to use a system like this are able to get more access to credit?
1: Well, I think that's really more of a forward-looking um, view. You know, we're We're not you know, we're not offering uh, credit to these users. This is a, a the way we do it. It's a fully compliant payroll to these users. So, you know, we're just paying them the, the earnings that they've made. But I do think there's a real vision of the future where we are empowering these individuals to access their payroll and employment data so that they can get more access to credit um, in more seamless and compelling ways to help them achieve their financial goals. And I think that's, you know, Plaid has written a lot about this. There have been a few other, uh, um, you know, folks commenting about how payroll data is kind of the next frontier in the open banking concept of giving people access and control over this type of data so they can really use it and make it work for them. And I think that's um, that's something that's coming on the, on the horizon
0: yeah absolutely certainly we've seen some of the alternative credit decisioning tools that have come across our stage at finnovate who are working on how we can make these decisions more uh more inclusive so that we can recognize good potential credit risks as you say that is probably more uh, forward looking so there may be opportunities there for any innovators listening to this around how you can kind of take what's possible now in this kind of environment and apply it towards other areas I want to zoom out now. So far, we've been talking about kind of the benefits for the individual worker, which obviously are substantial, but can we zoom out a little bit and talk about a larger societal concern? I think there's a couple of questions here because obviously if you right now have a situation where employers are getting access to these interest-free loans, essentially, what motivates them to give those up?
1: Well, I think it's a great question and it really comes down to the fundamental premise of our company. You know, we believe that when you empower individuals, when you empower people, and you make work life better for them, your companies do better. Your companies win in the market when you have more engaged, more successful, more actualized employees. And so that's really what we do. And we've seen it bear out. You know, uh, companies that leverage our day force wallet product have seen 21% lower 90-day attrition for their employees. So, you know, particularly uh keeping people engaged and 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 uh and working in your company and then we've also seen a significant impact of a faster time to fill open positions so we saw a 15% faster time to fill open positions and, and right now I'm sure I don't have to tell you you know we're we're in unprecedented times you know we've got over 10 million open jobs but only six million people looking for work and so you're, it's an incredibly competitive market out there. So, for employers to have this kind of really compelling benefit that you can offer your existing employees and prospective employees is a real game changer.
0: I mean, it's amazing that the results are that significant for a company to take on something like this. I mean, obviously, you're not wrong. The competition for skilled workers is certainly there. Um, But it's amazing to me how big of a difference a a solution like this can make. Do you think, you know, does this speak to kind of the rationality of consumers that they understand how important this is? Is this maybe, you know, a need that they've kind of been feeling for a while? I've earned this money. I want this money. Now, finally, somebody can get it to me. Is that sort of where we're at? Or is it just? Yeah, I think that's exactly
1: um, right. You know, And and to that point, we actually, we we did a survey um, last year and we found that 80% of workers, Believe that they should have access to their earnings on demand, and what was even more compelling was it actually was right across the spectrum. You didn't have to be uh, an, a you know a, a lower earning hourly worker. Even people earning over hundred thousand dollars a year were saying, that, "Yeah, I want access to my to my money as soon as I've earned it." And and I really believe that if we look, you know, five years from now, companies are just not going to be on a best places to work list. If you're not offering this type of benefit, this kind of flexibility to your employees, I I really do believe it's becoming table stakes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the potential benefit, that, and again, eighty percent of people saying that they want this, and it's really easy to understand why. It makes a lot of sense. It's something which sort of you know you can maybe make the argument if it's not possible, people can live with it. Once it becomes possible, once somebody starts offering it, it really does raise the bar for everybody in in a way that I think is really cool. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left, and I want to just zoom out and kind of look big picture towards the future. When you look at the next five or ten years and you sort of you know the payroll of the future does it play out in this way where we're all getting paid every day or are there still potential you know barriers that we need to overcome to get there
1: yeah i think it, i think if you if you look big picture at the future i definitely think you're going to see pay happening much more frequently i think the the vision that we've laid out is more of like streaming pay so that your pay is kind of always on and you can imagine even that it would be going you know multiple times throughout the day and there you know i could see there's a there's a place for blockchain technology to help um uh, facilitate some of that sort of thing as well i also think you know you look at all of the uh, innovation that's happening around embedded financial services and how uh you know th- there was kind of this great unbundling and the atomization of of financial services and actually there's a great great piece by um Alex Johnson I don't know if you've, he's ever been on your podcast but from Cornerstone but he's 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 just a guy mm-hmm. that I read all the time um and just you know talking about how these various pieces that have been broken up are coming back together and I really believe that the employer like he says is one of these future centers of gravity that Uh, is is going to be an important role in in consumers' lives and is going to be an increasingly important role in delivering financial services to those individuals.
0: It really is interesting. And I think what's clear is that there are going to be a lot of opportunities beyond what you're working on for people in the fintech space to really take advantage of. I think as this shifts, as people get access to more of their money earlier, it opens the door for a lot of different types of innovations, a lot of creativity, and so hopefully this is a conversation that spurs some ideas in people's heads as they think about what that might look like, what they could do with that. You know, and there's so many different applications, whether it's you know payments, whether it's credit decisioning, whether it's you know blockchain applications. There really is a lot that can flow from this. So, you know, I, I want to thank you for taking your time to chat with me. This has been really enlightening, and hopefully this is something that uh, that I see at my own company here in the next little bit. I can only imagine how much fun it would be to get that kind of daily paycheck. So uh, here's hope. anyway.
1: Greg, great to be with you today. Let's make it happen. Let's get your paycheck.
0: Yeah, that'll be our goal. We'll leave it there for now and circle back with you when it happens. Thanks.
1: All right. That's great.